In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Did you hear what Veronica called me? No. She had the audacity to call me a PLT. Veronica's a cunt. Poor little thing, the podcast, also known as PLT, the podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like that time you ordered a dirty gin martini at a very expensive and fancy restaurant, and when they asked you what kind of gin you wanted, you got super nervous because you don't know a lot about hard alcohol. You always drank beer growing up, and so you got super nervous. You were with experienced rich people who like their hard juice, mm-hmm. so you just said, "Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. And then when he listed them, you had no idea which one to choose. So you just Russian roulette it and poured yeah. it out, you know, one that he said and said, I'll have that. That's the one I like. And when it came to the table, it tasted like shit. But when he asked you how it was, you said, great. Wow. And then you ordered another one. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Amy Goodmurphy. Oh. And as always, uncomfortably close to me is Merit BC's first ever beauty queen in 1987, Ryan Louise Steele. <laughs> that is true. I have to say something about that story. So you were a PLT there. Yes. All bars are going to have a well gin, a well vodka. And if you don't know, that's what you usually get. Right. He was being a dick to you. I didn't know he was going this, 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 and this. Like, yeah, at score, beef eaters are well. And so if you just say gin martini, it's going to be beef eater unless you specifically say Bombay, Tancray. I appreciate that. And I know you've always got my back. Yeah. One thing you've got. Your back. My back. Yeah. But I was with these two people, both very rich, affluent, you know, whatever people. Who are you with? I can't talk about it. Brad and Angelina? Yes. Okay. No, one is a very famous artist. They're friends of Jenny's. Okay. You know, she hangs up with mm-hmm. the she she's and her, she drags her little gross, you know, little dyke boyfriend with her. And yeah. I don't even know how to order a dirty gin martini. Whatever. Anyways. And the other one is just very well to do businesswoman. And she, they both like their vodka martinis and they were literally like one sipping them. And then like ordering next, next, next. And he could not come fast enough. Okay. And they wanted them. And yeah. they were very like, they knew what they wanted and mm-hmm. you better get here fast. Mm-hmm. So I think he was trying to, come up to their speed sort of like make sure he was treating me sort of like getting the best of the best 
but I didn't want him to do that. No. And I hated that. Yeah. Best pork chops I've ever had. <laughs> Anyways, how you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I just got back from a boys weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah. Went up to Merritt, uh, BC. And I, for the first time ever, I brought friends. Yeah. I brought three of my comedy friends, Brad, Cam, and Kyle. It was a very good weekend overall, let me tell you. Got there. My mom had made four pairs of matching slippers, each with our name that I think she cut cardboard from a box of wine and then put our names and then punched a little hole in it. It and then tied it up to the slippers. So we walk in. My mom made jello shots for the first time, vodka jello shots on Friday, tequila jello shots on Saturday. I'm sorry, were these surprise jello shots? Yes. Like they did all this stuff that was just, you know, a surprise to everybody. It was the first time in the hot tub for myself. You finally got to go I in the I finally hot got tub. to go in the hot tub. We did play truth or dare with my mom. Mm-hmm. I dared her to make out with Cam and yeah. she did. Okay, that's not cool. Cam's married. <laughs> I know. You can't just, and they listen to the podcast. Oh, I know. Sorry, you guys, but... Yeah, it happened. Okay. And then I dared my mom to do stuff with Brad, which I guess I'm not going to say that on the podcast because that's too much. But yeah. Did you guys all watch? Yeah. Okay. Brad's single. (laughs) Brad is recently single. Yeah. So yeah, Brad and my mom went at it. Where was your dad? He was playing guitar in the corner. (laughs) He watched in the corner. (laughs) I watched from the corner. (laughs) (laughs) SNL joke. Um, But yeah, so I'm definitely uh, feeling it today. Yeah. But um. It's one of those weird things. I think I'm just old because I managed to get up today and go for a run. And it was so nice. Usually I leave on Sunday morning. We stayed all day Sunday and took the late bus. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. And it was nice because we could have a few drinks in the day, you know. We played a little jackbox and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I went up in my dad's, uh, above his garage, he has this like lair or whatever, yeah. Dead Dougie's lair. Yeah. And I'd never really partied up there and I haven't smoked weed in so long. And I smoked a little weed and we were playing drums. Ugh. The only funny thing though is whenever I go by myself, my dad plays all his music the whole time. Yeah. <sighs> So it was so nice to bring some friends because like on Friday night we were playing like 90s R&B and pop and that was fun. And I, my dad was like, what is this? You're like, dad, play RuPaul, please. Yeah, please. But all the guys you went up with were straight heterosexual. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I slept in the same bed with Cam though. Oh, there's more. Cam's hey, married. Did you suck all their dicks? Yeah. Oh. Because I was dared. My mom dared me to. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, if a dare's a dare, people mm-hmm. don't know that. If someone says go stab that guy, yeah. you have to. You have to. So I know when my mom was like, you know, it was her turn. It was like, hey, I dare you, Ryan, to suck Kyle's dick. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh. Yeah. And you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. Even if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a nice weekend. Yeah, it was. But I'm just, yeah, I'm old. When you do this at 45, I just feel like, Ugh, okay, but truly, today. it wasn't even just like a weekend where like, oh, I had some buddies up, you know, mm. we smoked some weed, we drank. Yeah. I watched your stories <laughs> and I anticipated, I was waiting every time I saw one of your faces up, yeah. I was like, gotta click, see what's going on, I'm missing out. And one of them, I mean, first of all, Brad, who was on the drums, one, one, Cam. Yeah, yeah, just fucking one drum sticking it, mm-hmm. bang, bang, yeah. bang. And fucking Brad's dancing like he is in heaven. Yeah. And then another one, Cam wakes up, he rolls out of bed, and Kyle brings him a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And takes a shot. Yeah. Yeah. On the Saturday, Cam needed a little cat nap, as you do sometimes. Hey. So he had about a two-hour timeout, and And then he rallied. Now he has to go back to home to his baby. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) While he's throwing up everywhere. (laughs) Um, You'd mentioned Brad's dancing. Yeah. And he was wearing gray sweatpants, and I got a lot of messages about the VPL. I never looked. <laughs> you never looked. Damn yeah. it. Visible penis line for you guys. Yeah. Brad was just showing off, I guess, but it was very, very obvious. Yeah. Was this before or after you had gone down on him? Before. Oh. But that's okay. why I wanted to. Because you saw the VPL. Yeah, I told my mom to dare me. That. I'm not supposed to tell you that, actually, but I said, Mom, I'm going to play Truth or Dare. I want you to dare me to You're... suck Brad's dick. 
if you're not supposed to tell me that, then you shouldn't be telling yeah, me that. Really, sorry. <laughs> that's something between <laughs> you and Louise. Oh my that's god, that's disgusting. What? The way that I talked like about my mom. That was another thing this weekend too. The boys couldn't believe how me and my parents talked to each other <laughs> and what we talked about, like how dirty and just you know a true look into the steels. Yeah, a true look in the steels. We should really have those boys on an episode to just talk about the whole weekend. <laughs> we really should see what their experience was. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, but it's, it's nice to be home. Nice to be productive again, and uh, I'm excited to eat again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you didn't eat. You, didn't you get hungry when you were high? Um. No. Yeah. I didn't. I was because I, I got because oh, on Saturday my only thing my downfall of the weekend I took an edible on late Saturday morning and it just kind of just too much mangled me. I was yeah. just like, and then you can't then you can't get out of it. Yeah, and you're just on the couch. Honestly, it's like a hole and like by I think it took five hours and I remember it was like four and I was like. Okay, I'm kind of back. Yeah. Here I am. This Ryan that can talk normal and like hold a conversation. You G hold on weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? People think that you can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, because I did. Yeah, because I, because <laughs> I did. Yeah. I get it. Well, I had a less eventful weekend myself. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, I can't even remember. Oh, Friday night I went over to my brother's. We had they ordered Papa John's. Mm, Ever heard of it? Yeah. Never had it. No. It's interesting. Yeah. I like, I'm a gross pizza girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like gourmet pizza, deep dish. I'm like, give me Pizza Hut. Yeah. Give me Panago. Mm-hmm. I want cheese only. I get it. They were like, what kind do you want? I'm like, Jasper's like, just cheese. Declan's like, cheese. And they're like, okay, Amy. And I'm like, I only eat cheese. And they were like, what are you, fucking five? <laughs> like, do you want like a Hawaiian something? Mm. I'm like, first of all, gross. No. no. I don't <gasps> want pineapple. I love Hawaiian Oh, you pizza. like pineapple on your I pizza? I do, yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And that's why you and I yeah. are so different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I know. I, I think, yeah, you're in the majority. A lot of people do not like pineapple on their pizza. And I'm surprised I do because I'm a pretty picky guy when it comes to food, you know? Yeah, right. But I do like it. Yeah, okay. I get it. Like, uh, hey, maybe it's a trash thing. I, well, I'm trash too. <laughs> but that's bo- they're both trash. Because yeah. it's like you just want cheese on a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. Like literally I could just put a piece of toast and melt cheese on it in the microwave and that's pizza. Yeah. Like, and Because I don't like a lot of sauce. I, oh, you don't? No. no, not a lot of sauce. Mm. Like the deep dish where it's like all sauce. Yeah, okay. Once I was visiting my ex-girlfriend in St. Louis and they had like really famous deep dish pizzas mm-hmm. and they got one. We, you could order them to concerts. The things, di- things are different in the yeah, States, honey. Whoa. We went to this concert. I think we saw a Paramore or something like that yeah. is that how you, what you call them i think so yeah. I think, anyways i'm not cool <laughs> enough paramore. Hurt. hey sorry we were lesbians mm-hmm. and we needed to see paramore i guess I get it. and we were sitting there and they were like well we should get pizza and i was like oh shoot we're already at the concert they were like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck shut up the fuck out. shut the fuck up yeah we're, we can order it to the fucking concert we can eat it in here at our table whoa so we had deep dish pizza anyways they were all like whoa 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 and i was like yeah whoa but really i was like this is too much sauce. Really? If I want a bowl of sauce, I'd pour it in a bowl. Yeah, true. Grate some fucking cheese on it. Dripping off your pizza. Yeah. Then I watch a Paramore. <laughs> I'm not going to St. Louis. <laughs> I'm not going to St. Louis ever again. Heard it here first. Hey. What? But listen, what did happen? Mm. Well, Jenny Shipper came home. Oh, yes. Finally. Finally. She did not miss me. <laughs> she did not miss me a wink. I'm sure she did. She was mad she was home. No, she didn't because she was busy. She yeah. was going and doing things. She was living her New York City life. Yeah, yeah. And that's where she's meant to be. Yeah, it's her second time there in less than a year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Second or third time there. She's Whoa. great. And then we're going back again. Oh, my God. We're going again. As you should. In June. Whoa. So, anyways. Good time of year. 
it's a nice time of year. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some swimming, okay. cafeing, yeah. and sweating because yeah. it'll be hot. It's really hot there. Anyways, she came home at midnight. 12.30, I had to go pick her up. Didn't mind. Would mm. do anything for her. Yeah. She said, it's too late. I'll cab. I said, I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. I've been crying face down for the last two weeks waiting for you. Mm, got in your motorbike and picked her up. I got on my back of Dee's motorbike <laughs> and then Dee picked her up and we both drove back. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we do a le- Thank you, Dee. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. Did Dee hit on Jenny at all? Do you know? Yeah, she always does. Oh, my God. Dee, that's not cool. It isn't cool, Dee. For oh. real, because you know that Jenny like is partial to your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and and I can't get yeah. it, that haircut because I'm an actress. Exactly. If I get Dee's haircut, mm-hmm. I will only be able to play roles like, mm-hmm. you remember Forrest Gump? What mm-hmm. Forrest Gump's hair looked like? Mm-hmm. That's what Dee's <laughs> hair looks like. That's, That's actually of, a perfect yeah. comparison. Yeah, I think so too. Whoa. And Dee, we're only laughing because it's so tr- it's just true. Yeah. But um, Jenny likes those haircuts, so I was pissed. Yeah. She drove us home and, mm-hmm. and Dee was like, do you want me to come up? Yeah. And I was like, Fucking don't. Yeah. Don't D. Yeah. Because she's always pulling that shit. Yeah, D. Jenny started to say, Yeah, come on. And I said, <gasps> No. We're tired, D. Yeah, it's it's late. 1 a.m. Yeah. Go home. What are your D? intentions, D? What are your intentions? Yeah. And then the next morning we got up and we went to a cafe. Oh, I love it. Close to our house. Okay. And uh, we love this cafe. It's great. It's in a neighborhood, whatever. It's a French cafe. Well, did I ever meet my match? Oh. I met my trying to make a connection match. <gasps> Jenny said it was me on steroids trying to make a connection. They were trying to make a connection with you? No, thank oh. fuck. So we're sitting there. And I love children. Mm-hmm. Children, when they laugh and they play, I'm always looking at Jenny going like, oh, and she's always going, ugh, mm-hmm. I wish they would just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to rethink this whole relationship. Well, like, fair. What's wrong with you? Yeah. But these kids were out of fucking control. That's just one part of it. I was like, after a while, I wanted to say, can you just like, we're at a quiet cafe. Mm -hmm. I know your kids are kids are kids, Mm -hmm. but you have to fucking try Uh to be like, hey, we're in a quiet environment. You know what my sister-in-law always says? Read the room. If no one else is screaming, you should not be screaming. That's true. If no one else is high, high, high hyper, Mm -hmm. you should not be high, high, high Mm -hmm. hyper. Anyways, I love that. So these fucking kids were going off. And then all of a sudden I hear from behind me so loud. One of those people, remember the loud talkers I've told you, they always go to the cafes. Yeah. Oh, look at this little princess having a time. Hey, I think there's chickens up there because sometimes they have chicken. They haven't had chickens for years at this cafe. Mm -hmm. But like she goes, come on. I want to go see the chickens. I'm going to see the chickens. Come up with me. And she's talking so loud. Well, I realize she doesn't even know these stranger children mm. or their parents. Yeah. So she's taking them up. The parents are ESL, English as a second language. Okay. So they're like, uh, yeah, okay, maybe not fully understanding what yeah. the fuck is going on, even though you don't have to be at ESL to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then she's like, I take my kids down the street. Where do you take your kids to the park? Blah, blah, blah. The guy's not even asking her one fucking question. Yeah. Then the girl gets hurt and she goes super loud. Oh, 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 And they're like, what? The dad's consoling her. She will not go away. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you? She doesn't have coffee. Oh I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? And why are you talking so loud? Mm-hmm. Well, then her runner's group shows up. <laughs> she doesn't up. have a coffee. She doesn't even have coffee, tea, nothing. She doesn't have a biscuit, nothing. She doesn't yeah. have a croissant. Mm-hmm. Then her running group shows up. Well, fuck, finally, run off, bitch. Yeah. Nope. They stand <gasps> there and she can't stop. Jenny's texting me because we're too close. Oh. They hear us. She's texting me. I cannot handle this woman. That It's like you on steroids trying to make a connection. Oh, my God. She starts trying to connect to her whole running team. Doesn't oh. shut the fuck. My ca- well, I've been waiting here for this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And they're all like, no one is asking any questions. You're just talking. How old is she? <sighs> Probably like. 39 okay i don't know mm. anyways that was it it I was cringe like as fuck 
it was awful. I don't want to be like, shut up. I you love, read the room. I love texting each other when you're that close and you, you, you know you, you can't be obvious. Yesterday on the bus, there was the four of us boys and we were all texting each other the whole time and it was yeah. so fun. The guy in front of me right before we uh, left Merritt, you have to put your backpack um, above like in the overhead department and you also have to use a seatbelt now. And which we always should have had to, but for whatever reason, we never wore seatbelts on the bus. But now they're being way more strict with it. And so the bus driver comes by and he's like, Hey, man, need to put your bag up there. This kid's trash. He's just an asshole. He looks like, you know, he's been partying for two days, but who hasn't? Anyway, he uh, he won't put his bag up there. And the guy's like, You need to put your bag away, man. This isn't negotiable. And the guy's like, Whatever, man. And then he sees that he has a Mike's hard can over there. And he's like, What's that, man? alcohol on the bus and the guy's like it's just an alcohol can it's not it's not what's inside no like as if he went and put some orange juice in his mike's hard you know can yeah um so then they get into like it gets heated and he's like you're off the bus i'm calling the cops <gasps> and then he kicked the guy off and then i took his seat i was so happy because then i got to have yeah. my whole row to myself yeah and then the guy came back and i had to go sit oh. with this other guy that i had to sit with oh. and um yeah and then about at one of the stops like i want to say hope or chilliwack the bus driver came up to the, the kid and went hey man I just want to say sorry for earlier. I'm glad we kind of got through that. <gasps> and they broke out. Whoa, yeah. that's pretty cool. I guess, but also like, fuck, he was trash. What was he doing on there having a Mike's hard? Well, I know. Actually, he's on the bus and he's having a Mike's <laughs> hard. That's pretty fitting. Do you not, did you guys have some spirit? What did you guys have? We had Mike's hard, but we uh, covered them with masking tape. <laughs> So you couldn't see. We're not stupid. No, I get it, man. Yeah, That's yeah. fucking rad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they came to a good spot. Yeah. Because that kid, where's he going? Yeah. And then Brad texted me or with Calic, I remember they're like, That's the most Canadian thing I've ever seen. I love it. <laughs> he was like, Man, I gotta get down there. Yeah. And I'll finish my Mike's heart outside. He yeah. probably just shotgun. He probably was like, yeah. Here man, here's my keys. Yeah. And he just made him shotgun it. Probably give the driver a sip. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to sit before I kill this? <laughs> and then he was like, Sorry about that, Sorry, man. Sorry, come on, man. <laughs> I got to realize. Yeah, I like your shirt. Did you get home in time to watch the Oscars? No, I got home just for the last hour. But when we were on the bus, um, we were like texting each other and the clips were coming up on YouTube. So I saw Jamie Lee Curtis, had a little cry, I think, when she thanked her parents at the end. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Kei Hui Kwan won. Yes. Oh, my God, that. <gasps> that whole everything. Oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I felt like my experience with it, I can understand any opinion on that movie it it, by the way it won a bunch of awards Mm -hmm. spoiler Um, yeah spoiler (laughs) i think i loved it so much for reasons because first of all i went and saw it in movie theaters when Mm -hmm. it first came out second of all i had no idea really what it was about um i didn't know anything coming into it yeah and then and then i i so i watched it and was like whoa like what there were so many feelings it was like so good two there's a scene where there's two rocks in it and they talk to each other like two rocks on a mat on them in the desert and they talk and you just see subtitles and i cried really they made me cry these rocks that's cool and their performances like michelle yo who won best actress i unbelievable mm-hmm. i was hoping she was going to say everything that she said in mm-hmm. the sense of like for all the kids that look like me mm-hmm. oh god it's gonna make me cry now for all the kids that look like me that you can do it mm-hmm. and and also this is for people who you can make it at any age yeah like I don't, i'm not sure how old she is she looks like she's fucking 45 mm-hmm. but i'm assuming she's older mm-hmm. um she looks stunning she had an amazing speech what's his name one for the whale um Brendan fraser Poor little thing. Yeah, he was awkward. He was. This is what it's like when they say the multiverse. Yeah. I was like, uh, and then it was silence. No yeah. one said anything. And then I did appreciate, though, how 
naturally nervous he looked yeah, you know and yeah. not too cocky or cool he was pretty shocked and really humbled and that was nice to see yeah, you know but he was awkward do you want to remind me of this is terrible the snl sketch that they had with woody harrelson where it was like a playoff sort of the whale and he yeah he, he gained, gained all the weight all that weight he <laughs> like gained like hundreds upon hundreds of pounds for a role mm-hmm. and then they were all like yeah you know what we're just gonna like what did they say they, cut like, this part out or something i think they like scrapped the film oh yeah they just scrapped the whole film and yeah. he was like um i <laughs> gained like 600 pounds to do this and everyone else was like i dyed my hair for this yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways you have to see it, oh, I have to watch it. I think that was really funny um laughing about people's weight yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> no no um anyways yeah it was it was beautiful it was the most emotional ceremony i've ever seen of the oscars i think yeah one of the most at least our friend clay dury uh instagram that well that was the best oscars ever yeah, it was really That's good but so a lot of people enjoyed it. It's so nice when they go well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I was, Amy and I were texting as well too when I was on my way home. She's like, whoa. She's like, I think Jenny and I have been crying the whole time. It yeah. was like such an emotional show, which is what you want. My mom kept texting me. She's like, I can't stop crying. Aww. I'm like, I know. But obviously there's always going to be something with them. You know, mm-hmm. the whole Angela Bassett thing that's going around. Mm-hmm. She didn't win. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis won. Um, they said that not one female director was nominated. Um, I, our girl, Canadian Sarah Pauly, won oh, for I see, her I film. I didn't see that, but I saw a photo, yeah. Okay, so her, Sarah Pauly, love a nice Canadian win. Mm-hmm. I also think it's huge for Canadian like pe- filmmakers, you yeah. know, to mm-hmm. be like, she just won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. And she's like a Canadian. Canadian darling mm-hmm. the really fucking cool yeah. and I thought she looked really cool yeah and I loved her speech yeah um yeah it was a win a win, a win for Canada <laughs> I'll tell you that much but her film called women talking mm-hmm. so um there were some well, that's her film that was her oh, film I've heard of it. Okay. some of the top films songs were nominated mm-hmm. and um the one for women talking this girl sang it I forget what her name is I think she's like a Disney star or something she's like up and coming in Disney or something and she sang it and it was I'm sorry I am a woman woman, okay? I'm a gal's gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a feminist, mm-hmm. proudly. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was singing it like this, so sultry, and it was so cringe. And then all of a sudden, in the part we do the song, she goes, women, give yourself a round of applause. Ew. Women, give yourself a round, <laughs> as if women, uh, no one did. Just shut up, sing the song. You mm-hmm. look like you're 19. I yeah. think you might be. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like you have no business singing the song mm-hmm. anyways, regardless. Oh, man. Um, I'm really excited about our guest oh today. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. She is from something called The Bachelorette. Ever heard of it? Ever fucking watch your TV? Ever open a magazine? Yeah. Ever, ever walk around on the street? Will you accept this, Rose? No. Oh, no. No, please. No, I can't. Oh, I get it. I have a boyfriend back home. Okay. Why'd you come on the show then? Because I wanted fame. I get it. Mm, bye. Bye. I was so vulnerable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bye, Sarah M. Yes, but listen, I'm excited. Yeah. And you're going to get really excited too. I'm very excited. So should we bring her on? Should yeah. we let her out of her cage? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Today's guest is a popular content creator and TV personality. You likely remember her as Canada's first bachelorette on the bachelorette canada but she is most recognizable from the time she robbed an elderly woman and pushed her down to the ground at capilano mall in north vancouver it's jasmine Lormer. yeah <laughs> jasmine why did you do that <laughs> is that an actual incident that t- <laughs> <laughs> you yes. don't remember yeah you don't you blacked it out probably <laughs> so tell us about walk us through that capilano mall mm-hmm. north vancouver it's on marine drive yeah. a lot of elderly people <laughs> frequent there and they do have a lot of issues with robberies why did you do that mm-hmm. 
I just didn't like the way that she was looking at me. Whoa, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's good enough out. for me. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and you know what, Jasmine? They, I know they found you not guilty in the court of law, but I have, we have you now mm-hmm. on this video saying mm-hmm. you didn't like the way she looked at yeah. you and that you did it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to jail. They can't try me again because they already, <laughs> they already quitted oh, you. <laughs> she's pretty smart. I like when people play with that. I didn't think you were going to. I thought you were going to be like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't me. <laughs> Jasmine, we're so excited for you to be on this podcast. Me too. So tell us... Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, we are. <laughs> Ryan is very much Bachelor Nation. I'm so Bachelor Nation. Yeah, he's very are much. Are you? Bachelor- yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I kind of like. I, you I might was have. So- you might have some questions. Then. You <laughs> might have some specific. I, I, queries. I, I half-ass watch it. Like this season with Zach is pretty boring, okay. so I like have it. It's two hours so long too, so I have it on. Yeah. I'm like on my computer doing things, working, editing, on my phone, eating. I'm just like, and then for the rose ceremony, obviously, hundred percent in. Go watch that part. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I kind of like, but I love A Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, the, the Canadian one oh, actually same. is not bad. American and Canadian, I watch those um, pretty religiously. But yeah, The Bachelor and Bachelorette, meh, yeah, half ass watch. But I'm still Batch Nation. But we're still Batch yeah. Nation. Yeah, I have a tattoo on my back. His lower back. No, with you, the barb, okay, I was like, with wait. The barb wire. <laughs> 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 you knew it was a lie as soon as oh we said lower God. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, so how did this get, how did you how did the whole thing start? Like, and what were you doing? You were doing hair, right? When this was happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing hair. I had like had a series of confusing life events take place, like mostly just based on me not knowing what I wanted for myself. (laughs) So I, on a whim was like, Oh, I'm going to leave my entire career and the salon in Vancouver and move to Pemberton with no plan. And so I did, like made a very impulsive decision, canceled all my appointments and literally just left. Wow. And then, and then, uh, when I was in Pemberton, I was like working, doing hair in Whistler just because I needed to work. And I was kind of just trying to flesh out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And then I got, um, a message from somebody who I'd met while living in Whistler asking me if I was single, if I was interested in being the bachelorette Canada. And I had no idea what she was talking about. Cause I didn't know that this was a thing that was being made. And so I guess her cousin or something was looking at my Instagram at the time and wanted to reach out and saw that we were mutual friends. So he reached out to his cousin. It's like such a Canadian thing, right? That like <laughs> cousin would be know who I am and the casting assistant would be related to her. But anyways, so they reached out to me and just asked if I was interested and single. I said, yes, I got on a Zoom call with the casting director and then maybe a few days later, I went and met the director and the um, ex- executive producer. They were based in Vancouver at the time. And then like six weeks later, I was off. Okay. Wow. Hold on. So many questions. Yeah. I know. Listen, this is bachelor, bachination. Bachination, Okay, honey. this is, we're talking to... She's sweating so hard I'm right now. I'm sweating so hard right now. Listen, I don't even, <laughs> I don't have cable anymore, so it's hard for me to watch. Sometimes I catch it on City TV. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I mostly get updated from you. Mm-hmm. But I used to be hardcore bachination, okay? Mm-hmm. Of course, I watched your season, Jasmine. I didn't even know who you were at that point. <laughs> and I was like, oh. who the fuck is this? Yeah, I didn't, I don't think I knew who you were at that point. Because Jasmine and I are, have mutual friends as part of Brush Salon, which is where you just where you left, right? Is that where you were? Yeah, that's where I left. Yeah, I went back later, but yeah. Okay, so this girl messages you. Would you want to be bachelor bachelorette? And you just say yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I literally don't know what I'm doing with my life, so why not? 
There were and no- I was interested in meeting someone. I didn't know how I was ever going to meet anyone now. I had just moved to Pemberton. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this seems like it makes some sense. And I've always been a pretty impulsive individual, so... And so had you watched it, like, had you been watching the the series before the franchise before this? So I had, I had watched it before, but it had been years. And I remember really wanting to watch Caitlin Bristow's season because she was actually a client at Brush. So I was oh. like, oh, gosh, I need to. Yeah. And I followed her on Instagram. This is just a side note. I followed her on Instagram before she became Bachelorette because I had, like, a crush on her, basically. Yeah. And so I would always, like, I knew who she was. And then she came into Brush and got her hair done. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that girl that I follow on Instagram. <laughs> and then she became The Bachelorette. Wow. So weird. Your hands were probably, like, shaking as you were cutting her hair. <laughs> yeah. I didn't cut her hair. I would have oh. not been able to. <laughs> I can't take you as a client. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Personal anyway, reasons. Anyway, so yeah. that was the season that I ended up watching as, like, to refresh myself on what the show really was all about yeah I was tasked with watching Andy's season as well because the executive producer told me that that was a more like traditional season Caitlin's was kind of like a little Caitlin so (laughs) they just they wanted me to see like one that was more like traditionally the bachelorette and then obviously Caitlin's yeah good for you what's the what's the (laughs) most guys you ever kissed in one night on the show (laughs) oh my god I don't even know more than five more than five Hmm, maybe in not wh- more than five. Jasmine, oh. in one night, how many? <laughs> you okay, no, maybe, maybe more than five, because there, yeah. there were seven. Jasmine! <laughs> when you have the cocktail party, you got to kiss them all. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think I probably did. I bet you I kissed probably six in Morocco. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever uh, fake that you liked some of the kisses when you didn't? Like, did you ever kiss a guy and when you were like, mm, I like that, but inside you're like, oh, that was terrible. Wait, wait, Jasmine, did you ever kiss a guy and go, mm, I like that? <laughs> <laughs> but, in your, but in your mind, go, that was terrible. That yeah, was terrible. Yeah, who? And who? No, you yeah. have to tell us who, but did you? And what's you? their Instagram handle? Yeah. No, if I kissed anybody and it was terrible, I said it because that's what, <laughs> happened, that's what happened with that Seth guy in the at the beginning because oh. I really liked him and then we kissed and it was the worst. And oh. then I told him that I was very unfiltered. <laughs> and now I look back and I'm like, that was so <gasps> fucking mean. Oh, but wow. I was like, it was awkward. And then and yeah, it was awkward. Yeah. So, no, I don't think I ever said, mm, I like that. <laughs> Okay, just wondering. Just wondering. How real was the experience? And don't fuck around, Jasmine. How real was it? (laughs) Okay, well, this is obviously the most common question that I get. And I will say that, like, for me, I was going into it totally open. Like, maybe I'll meet someone, maybe I won't. I was a little skeptical on the first night that I was really going to be, like, that interested in anybody. Um, And I do, I will say, like, I was very nervous about getting engaged and before I even went on the show I remember talking to the story producer and I was like do I have to get married and she was like no you don't have to get married (laughs) but like you know hopefully you end up with someone that you want to get engaged to but if you don't it's whatever so I went into it fully skeptical but also open and then the realness of the production I would say for me because I was like I was literally like coddled the entire time. It was like I was kept in this little bubble. I really believed and I still believe that the the producer and the director were like my friends, although I know that their bottom line was making a good show. So I think that they were my friends, but also maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not completely. But but uh so I feel like everything to me was real. 
and I was just kind of kept in the dark about certain things. So they may have been sort of orchestrating things behind the scenes, but I was not aware of it. So to me, it was all actually happening. And I don't know how the guys would have interpreted that. But I will say that the dates, I did not choose them. And I did not write the date cards. <gasps> or make any of those plans. But you know <laughs> You're what? You're shocked. Yeah. What? I know. I may have been able to. So I don't know how it happens with other other leads. But I may have been able to. But because the producers got to know me so well. And I felt like they were my pals. Yeah. And they knew the guys better than I did. Because they spent more time with them than mm-hmm. I got to. I trusted their opinion so when they would be like oh you're really gonna like Thomas or oh you're like you're gonna love Mikkel or whatever yeah I would just be like okay like I feel like you know better than me (laughs) (laughs) so So I would just say yes when really they could have totally just been like moving maneuvering in whatever way that they wanted but I would just put full blind trust into their opinion I would be so controlling that's another big reason why I could never be on this fucking show even though they've asked me plenty of times I was was actually supposed to be me for the bachelorette but then they were like I was like no I can't the lesbianette the lesbianette (laughs) will you accept this can of beer (laughs) I forgot about that um uh, you are so free that this it seems like a very much thing that you would do just from talking to you for the last few minutes here where you're just like you guys pick who cares yeah oh who what i'll get engaged to him i don't care but also i feel like the it makes sense because the point of the show like obviously producers want you to find someone that you really like or love so clearly they have your best interest in who you're going to be best matched with Mm -hmm. I felt that I felt that that was true and that's why I trusted their opinions like I really did I was I was easy about it near the end obviously I I began having like preferences and they knew who I really wanted to see it but it always fluctuated and so they would try and make that happen or whatever but like who knows because there was a point I think where and I'm totally speculating but I think that they maybe wanted Kevin to be the next bachelor Mm. So they were starting to kind of push me a little bit more towards Mikkel during a time when I was like not feeling it as much or something. There was like a point where I really felt like I could feel the manipulation and I was like, you keep pushing me and I don't. And I like revolted against them. And we got in this like argument where I didn't talk for like 15 minutes and sat there crying like silently until they broke the silence. They were like playing psychological tricks on me. But anyways... That was near the end where I was like already going crazy. So, um, yeah. So there were times where I felt like I could sense what was going on. Yeah. And then I would kind of push back. But at the beginning, I was totally like, do whatever. Like, you know best. I also mm-hmm. want this to be a good show. So at what point during filming too were you like, like, like I hear you say that you wanted it to be a good show too, obviously. And obviously, yeah, you want it to be happy and fun. And you're, and so like maybe what that means is like when you're on the dates and stuff, you want to really take advantage of whatever fucking cheesy ass thing they have you doing, romantic thing, mm-hmm. where it's like the best date in the world. Yeah. I don't know. What what if you didn't like anybody? Like, yes, they could put in like a hundred guys, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to really like any of them. And how can you force that? Were you like... Were you really just open to whatever was going to happen the whole time? I wasn't open in that I was willing to just do it even if it didn't feel right. I was just open to the possibility that I might develop some sort of attraction or feelings for these people. But the first night I was like, yeah, I don't really feel that I I couldn't see myself with any of them that first night. Yeah. And then, um, but then, you know, what's weird. And this is like just me kind of picking it apart. But I think that the the reason that the show works to make people 
have feelings for each other. Like you see like the guy contestants, for example, just become obsessed with the bachelorette or vice versa mm-hmm. with the, with the bachelor. It's because like you are, you are only with each other. You are so isolated from the outside world. And so you, it's like all you have to look forward to, especially yeah. for the contestants. Cause they're like bored. I'm always busy doing interviews and like going on dates and they're just like and sitting kissing. around sometimes for days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the whole American dream thing too, right? Like I know it was Canadian, but like it's the, oh, quick Canadian bachelor. I never watched that or paradise. It was just funny because they had to dip into like the American series because there's only been so many, there's been like two bachelors and one bachelorette or something like that in Canada or? Yeah. Yeah. There was like two bachelor Canada or sorry, three bachelor Canada's, but very spread out over like from 2014 to like. I don't even know. So, and, then they, and then they just have some non-Batch Nation people too, just like fans of the show. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I, and it was like in Muskoka or something. Very Canadian, but you know what? I watched it. It was good? Yeah, it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? I don't know. I thought the drama felt less produced in that. Mm. Like it felt kind of real to me. They had that really hot guy. There's a really hot guy on it who's he's been on the, the Batch Nation. He's been on like four or five now. I mean, I Alex. Is, is that his name? Oh, you know. He's you got know. dark, dark hair, no. and he's just like, yes. looks like a fucking god. He yes. looks like he is so yes. good looking. I don't know how this doesn't work out for him. And he seems like a pretty normal guy too. Like he seems funny. Mm-hmm. And- if you're listening, please Google Alex Bachelor in Paradise, Canada. Look at his abs. Holy shit! The fur on that chest. Oh my god. I can't even stand looking at it right now. That's insane. (laughs) Oh, I'm so proud of Canada. Look at his smile. Okay, you're so carefree, Jasmine. You really are the best fucking pick they could have ever had because I (laughs) want to ask you what it was like having those cameras. You've never been an actress before. There's cameras in your face. You're talking to people. You know you're being filmed. Honestly, when I think back to it, I'm like, how the heck was I so normal about it? But eventually, I I just got used to them being there. And I just wanted to be as honest and open as I could be throughout the whole experience. So when I was talking about how I, I also wanted it to be good TV, it meant like I wasn't just going to like keep my opinions to myself for the sake of trying to look a certain way. Like I just wanted to just put it all out there. And I was also in this power position where I felt like I could do that. But yeah, um, yeah with the cameras around, they kind of stood a little bit back. Like they weren't completely in your face. Um, and we got to know the crew. It was a very small crew in comparison to the U.S. crew, I'm sure. So it was just, uh, I don't know. You just got used to it. And eventually that was just the norm. Wow. That's so I cool. could never. I'd be like moving my body. I think about this. I'd be like moving my, my arms look big. No, don't film me from that direction. <laughs> hey, yeah. Don't film me. Can Put I, the camera up higher. Yeah, I'd be like, can I see the monitor? Yeah. Can I see what you guys are seeing? <laughs> and then I would be I, I would be such a loser. I'd be talking so coolly about myself, mm-hmm. like on dates. I was yeah. telling Jenny that. Like, yeah. I haven't gone on a date. Jenny and I have been together for 10 years. So I haven't gone on a date in a really long time. And I vividly remember on multiple dates talking like I fucking loved my, like I was trying mm. to be fucking cool. And then I'd go home and be like, <laughs> You're a loser. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to be so cool? I would be the worst like, person. What would you say? Like, I'd be. Oh, great question. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I played baseball my whole life, and uh, I'm fucking really good at. Ba- like, I'm just really. Good. I mean, I'm. A, I want to want to say like I'm awesome, but I'm really good. Mm. And like, I remember I told this one girl like I fucking loved fashion. I wanted to start a company. Okay. I told her I wanted to start a company Whoa. where I shopped for men because yeah. I just felt like I had the stylist gene. Uh, if you looked at what I was wearing, I look like a fucking loser. <laughs> and my, my hair was blonde and black. I had like a studded jacket on and mm-hmm. like l- stupid pants and gross shoes. Yeah. And 
anyways, um, it all worked out. It all worked out for me. Yeah, it all worked out. It all worked out, Jasmine. Don't worry about me. Um, anyways, okay. So, what's something that comes to mind? from The Bachelorette that people might not know about? This might be something people already know, but I wasn't allowed to talk to the guys off camera. So every time that I ever went anywhere, I would be like escorted with someone with a walkie-talkie being like, bet on the move. Mm. Even, like, She's on the move. They call me bet. <laughs> Wait, why do they, they call, call you like, bet? That's apparently in the whole <laughs> franchise, like in the Warner Brothers franchise, like that is how they refer to The Bachelorette because they can't say their name because it's all it's not been announced when they're filming usually oh. so like they can't say it in public any at any point bet so it's wow. maybe like a short form for bachelorette like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all or coming sorry they me. called me betty sorry 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 betty oh, oh betty. but they would spell it b-e-t-t-e like bet. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. i don't even know what you would call the person that i had her name was bella she was amazing your wrangler oh my gosh, we became yeah, she was my wrangler, and she was like my best friend. So she would get Aww. me breakfast in the morning because I wasn't allowed to leave my hotel room. I never had a key. I wasn't oh. allowed to leave. So that's why I didn't have a key because I wouldn't be able to get back in. So oh it just kept me stuck. <laughs> and so if I ever needed to go anywhere, she would be there um, to bring me. And so she would basically like walkie-talkie to the other keepers, the other wranglers of the guys. They usually, at the beginning when there were many guys, they had more than one Wrangler, and then later on there was just one. And then they would just communicate with each other so that we never crossed paths. Occasionally, it would accidentally happen, and it was mayhem, because <laughs> I would basically just get, like, assaulted by <laughs> the men. Like, it was, like, come and tackle you? Like a, yeah. yeah, I would get attacked. Um, Take but, her out. Yeah, get her. <laughs> so, but that was a weird thing that, that happened. What? Okay, Jasmine, what if you were on a date and you had to go poo? <laughs> would you call... Would you like get your wrangler and be like, "Hey, Bet has to go poo. I have to leave." Like, how do you? How would you do? <laughs> yeah, yes, and yeah. honestly, it was peeing for me at the yeah. end of the at oh, the final wow. rows. They did like a a blooper reel of just me having to be like, "I gotta pee," like <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Just so much footage of me saying I had to pee because I. Well, we were drinking all the time. First of all, yeah, right. So like that. And I never drank a ton because I was always talking. So it was like sipping throughout the day every day, though. Mm. And um, and I would always have to pee. So there was that. But I might incorporate a little bit of the poo um, <laughs> element into my embarrassing story at the end. Oh. Yay! Oh, you're oh. on the right podcast. I got a question. Um, your first um, rose ceremony, the very first night, or the first cocktail party, whatever. On the American version, they always go till like seven in the morning or something. Like by the time they get they're leaving, it's bright out. It's I always didn't know so that. weird. How late did yours go? Was it similar? Yes, it was. I arrived at the. I was scheduled to arrive at the mansion at eight p.m. and I believe we were on schedule probably. Maybe it was seven p.m. I'm not sure. And then I did not get back to the hotel until nine a.m. I believe that we were doing the rose ceremony at seven thirty in the morning. Wow! And it was insane. Yeah, and it was bright out, and the birds were chirping. I bet you there's so many elements to that. They fucking keep. It. Obviously, it has to be long because you have to talk to everybody, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. Plus there's alcohol involved. Plus you're fucking tired and emotional and stressed out and talked out. So they keep you up mm-hmm. all fucking mm-hmm. night. The rose ceremony mm-hmm. happens at 7 a.m. And you have to fucking try and think straight and like keep it normal. That's so weird. That's fuck. That's recipe for like some good TV. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And the guys are drinking the whole time. 
Oh, and me too. But I just, I was just talking the whole time. It's like five in the morning and you're talking to another guy on the couch and like, oh, I'd be sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, I need to go to bed. Also, wouldn't it be awful to be, Jasmine, you did this. What about being sent home the first fucking day? I don't even think they cared because I didn't even, I feel like the people that I sent home, I didn't even hardly talk to. One of them was tried to start a fight and he was this like cowboy from Alberta and honestly can I just say I wanted to keep him so bad because I thought hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was so funny. Yeah. yeah. But they told me they thought he might be a liability. Oh. <gasps> So, because he got so drunk and he was like, yeah, I think they were a little nervous. But afterwards, after the show aired and they like, that first episode is so funny because of him. They admitted that it, they, we should have kept him around longer. Aww. Like, oh, he would have been funny to keep. But I think they were just nervous. And like, that first night, by the way, is such a production. Like, the Warner Brothers head of studio guy was there and everything. Whoa. Like, it's like they have like everyone there for that first night it's a really big deal so i'm sure the producers were under a lot of pressure yeah. and all the network people were there too but like the warner brother guy i met i can't remember his name wow, so, wow. Some old white guy. would you agree with this i'm sure you do but if you don't bitch come for me because i dare you first of all i feel like it's in a very american dream like love story where it's like i met your mom and i proposed to her a weekend and we've been happily married mm. for 79 years and it's like well okay also yeah. that's weird but they put you in this like situation where everything is paid for you are fucking around the most some of the most beautiful people whatever on paper um people are rooting for you the whole point of the show is to fall in love the american dream mm-hmm. is to get married and have kids and have money you know what i mean have fame money whatever and they mm-hmm. whisk you away to different trips and you're wearing probably beautiful clothes and everyone's being nice to you and you're getting all these messages and attention. It obviously they, it's a recipe for finding an attraction or like go psychologically. It's so psychological, yeah. right? Like you're meeting these people in yeah. paradise and in unrealistic situations and dates. So I feel like, I guess it's, I guess I don't really have a question there. I just feel like, I don't know. How can you survive after something like that in a couple? Well, I, okay. Yes. I feel like you hit the nail on the head there because it is, and you can tell when you really look at how the show is designed that it's like, it's kind of meant to, to build these connections that maybe wouldn't naturally exist. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the situation that they put you in is kind of designed so that you only have each other to think about. And then you're in the situation where you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't naturally connect with those people. Like you might not go on a second date, you know, Mm -hmm. but you're kind of forced to, 
And so you're also forced a little bit to build a connection in a way, you know, like Mm -hmm. you spend so much time with them or you're forced to go on these dates. I don't want to say forced, but you know what I mean? Like you're put in a position where you're hanging out with them when you maybe wouldn't have had a second date with them in the real world. And then you find commonalities between you. And so it sort of just like creates a bond there. And then also I feel like at the end with Kevin and I, because people were so against my choice with him, um, and also just like the whole entire thing was so crazy. Like the experience is so wild that I felt like we were sort of like trauma bonded. Mm. Right. Fair enough. Like yes. it was a different kind of thing. Like, and then people were just hating me for what I, that for choosing him and then just like ripping him apart that it's like we, I don't know. We kind of like came to each other's support at that point because it was just so weird to be in that situation Mm -hmm. i feel like the the aftermath of watching it on tv was worse than actually being in it oh god watching the music they had the music you know probably makes it makes it way more suspenseful yeah honestly and more emotional like i would watch things that i experienced and be like this is devastating like watching the final episode where i had to say goodbye to Mikkel yeah was like like i could never watch that again oh it was bad hey at the very beginning too when you have all those roses do you have an earbud in your ear telling you everyone's name (laughs) (laughs) no but that would be really smart what actually happened is that the director so this i'm just referring to the first night and this actually happened as when there were like quite a few men but Mm -hmm. later on i i figured it out but um, you knew their names (laughs) yes i knew their names i actually memorized all their names on the first night somehow but the director because they only had so many cameras and they wanted to show their faces let's say there's like 15 guys and three cameras Mm -hmm. they need to make sure that the camera's on the right guy Mm -hmm. when you say their name Mm -hmm. So they would actually have a list in order of how they wanted me to say their names, which also could have been partly the producers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they probably made the list. But because uh, they told me that they needed to be able to like have the camera focused on them, which makes sense. So he would usually come up to me and like show me the five five names on a little piece of paper. He'd like lean in. He'd like lunge in, to the, <laughs> in front of me and show me the paper. And then I would be like, OK. And then like, Mike L. Mike L. Mike D. Yeah. Mike S. And Mikkel. And Jake. And Jake. Um, I always wonder that. I would, there's no fucking way I could remember anyone's name. And I actually wondered, I was like, they've got to have, like, they're just not showing it off screen, like someone standing behind <laughs> the man, each one of them with their name above their fucking head. Yeah. Like, and you're not even looking at a piece of paper. You're just. You're looking at that little piece of paper and then it goes away, but mm-hmm. still, yeah. yeah, it's that's a lot. Do you want to know another interesting thing about the <laughs> yes, we do. yes, we okay, do. Yes, we do. Things. Yes, we do. Two things. One that is kind of funny that I feel like no one's ever talked about is like, you know, at the beginning of the rose ceremony, it's like that suspenseful music and it's like they're all standing there, right? Like the guys are all standing there, they're waiting for her to come in and they look like solemn and just like they're just staring into space. Mm-hmm. They actually would have. And often they use my poo wrangler for this. A stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> a stand-in to be me. And they would just film the guys standing there for like so long. Oh, wow. Like before God. the rose ceremony really began. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so what they, they would just be staring at Bella like. <laughs> <laughs> the poo 
Wrangler. They'd be stand staring at yeah. the Pooh Wrangler, being like, I love her. I like her too. Yes, yeah. I like her too. I like her too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having all these feelings. She makes me feel so vulnerable. Oh my God, so many questions. I have another one. Okay, the word vulnerable is said in Bachelor Nation quite a bit. Was that part of your season? Did you always want the guys to be vulnerable? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what? I don't know if I used that particular word. Maybe it's um, newer Bachelor Nation, but always, I just want to see Kevin. I want him to be vulnerable. Yeah. And if I, he, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how we're full making fun of Jasmine like this. Yeah, I just want Kevin to be vulnerable. <laughs> Jasmine, you know you guys all talk like that. You okay? all talk the same. You all talk that. Um, oh my God, this is so fucking exciting. Okay, listen, if at any point you think of anything else and we're talking, you just tell, go shut the fuck up. I'm talking and then you tell okay, us. Okay, I do cool. have one other thing. We're ready. I mean, this isn't that juicy, but did you ever wonder... Yes. Did you ever wonder how they get the roses on the guys? Yes. Like you're like, how are you so good at putting on a boutonniere? It's mm-hmm. a magnet. Like, it's a freaking magnet. Did you know that? <laughs> I figured it out because, no, listen, for real, for the longest time, I was like, what the fuck? This is magic. How are they putting that on there? And then I saw it at a wedding. Someone had mm-hmm. a magnet. And I was like, that's oh. how they do it on Batch Nation. <laughs> oh my, yes. Figured it yes. out. Yes. I figured it out. Because it looks And that so was probably, that was one of my greatest anxieties going into the show. I was <laughs> like, I can't ask them. But I was like remembering prom days and like how it was so hard to get the boutonniere on. You always had to get like a parent to help you. Yes. So I was like, how am I possibly going to do this as fast as everyone else has done it in the yeah. other seasons I've been researching and then I asked them I think it was the first night like I was too scared to ask them the question I was like what if I can't get the rose on and they were like it's magnets and I was like what yeah totally blew my way you know what? I feel like that came later, though, didn't it? Like, was it always a magnet, or did they have to pin before? It probably was an actual pin. I think, and they then had it probably to pin. took so freaking long that they were like, "We gotta figure yeah, we gotta, a way to." Because remember that I remember the women trying so many times to pin on the men. If it's a bachelor, the women hold the rose, right? Mm-hmm. They hold it between their fingers. Yes, yeah. and they could never have a man hold a rose because that's gay. Yeah, and they'd be <laughs> gay. So yeah, you know what I mean. I never thought about that. That's so fucking, true. You pin it on the guy's suit, and the girl holds it. Oh, in her hands. Yeah, that hand. is weird. God. But I remember the Bachelorette on some seasons not being able to do it and everyone going, <laughs> let me help you with that. <laughs> no. and, then, yeah. and then it was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mike R. <laughs> um, yeah, that's oh, really God. funny. Okay. So you, at the end of your show, your season, you ended up picking... Um, Kevin. Kevin, sorry, who's so cute. Mm-hmm. And then you guys got did get engaged, right? Yeah, we got engaged, but it was like not a happy time. <laughs> oh no, it was hard. Oh my god, it was the worst. I okay, no one will ever understand because they didn't film this, and I feel like they question why they didn't film this because it would have made great TV. But I think that everyone realized just how like heavy this moment was. But when I had to say goodbye to Mikkel, it was like so difficult and devastating and sad, and I was sobbing my face off on the beach like uncontrollably hyperventilating you'd think that would make tv right yeah they, like everyone was just like oh like, yeah. no one even filmed it because it was that bad and so, <laughs> so she's out of control yeah yeah not on canadian television we can't have it <laughs> no it's too much yeah that could have been part of it too and actually the the network was there for that final day as well so they could have been the ones saying don't film that but um but he went and like uh he left with grace but then i think he like through things around his hotel room afterwards and I had wanted to go and talk to him because it was so weird to like okay I actually truly had feelings for both of them 
Right. And in a normal life situation, you wouldn't end something before you were ready to, but mm-hmm. I was like forced to end it before I was ready to. Like yeah. that was kind of the situation. And I wanted to be able to like talk to him, you know, off camera. And they told me they would let me, but then they later told me he didn't want to. And then he told me that was a lie. But, um, (gasps) so, yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Stirring that little vulnerable (laughs) pot, Jasmine. (laughs) I want to talk to him. No, (laughs) refrain. Yeah. So, so, um, I think they just realized that it would be bad. Like what could, what good would it have done? I don't know. But anyway. Um, but so then, but immediately after that, I had to go and get engaged. So I was like in the midst of having <laughs> to go a get engaged. breakdown. Yeah. They actually came up to me at a point and they were like, I know this is really hard, but we're losing light. Oh no! my God. We need you to go and do this. Oh. You just have to. And I was like, oh my God. And so I had to stand there and I'm not joking when I say like I was just an absolute mess and I was trying to like separate you know the two which I had done a pretty good job of throughout the whole season like towards the end but at that point it was just so hard to like just reel in my emotions Mm -hmm. and they told me they actually told me that they had to loop this one little shot of me smiling where I go like this I kind of like look down with a little smile (laughs) and that if you really watch that engagement like I do this Little smile, yeah, like yeah. so many times because it was one of the few shots of me smiling. <laughs> Whoa! They had to reuse that yeah. shot over and play over. Play it again. Play it again. Oh yeah. No. And and I'm not. I can't confirm this because you forget so much of what you said throughout and when you said it. But I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that one of the little sound bites that is used in my proposal situation with Kevin was actually taken from a date with Mikkel. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fucked. And I believe it. If it's not on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Then they can take anything they want. (gasps) Yeah. And I can't remember what the words were, but someone called it out on some, like someone said it maybe on Twitter or something. And then I listened to it and I was like, I'm pretty sure that is true. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Which is so bad, but it just goes to show that I like, it's not that I didn't feel love and, and for Kevin, but I was just like, I was, it was so hard to just like automatically be like, cool, I'm good now. And I always find that so fascinating when I watch, when I've watched any other season, like they, they break up with the runner up, if you want to call them that. And then, and then they're so stoked about their engagement to the person that they choose. And I'm like, holy crap, how are you so happy? I just don't understand because I was not that. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Do you know what I mean? Humans are resilient. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> Humans are resilient. Mm-hmm. They always say kids are resilient. Mm-hmm. Human adults are resilient mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Honestly, though, that's so fucked. And that's, I guess, part of the show too. So, like, yeah. yes, you're in that. Yes, you're feeling these feelings because you're a human being. And mm-hmm. but then that's the show part, right? Like yeah. that's part of the yeah. many show parts where you're like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, now I have to like dust off because, like you said, when you wanted to talk to Mikhail and they wouldn't let you, it's mm-hmm. because they can't muddle with that. You found your one, you got yeah. your one, you chose your one, mm-hmm. and it's the happy mm-hmm. ending, and you two ride off into the fucking sunset, and all of those other feelings go away. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what they want, right? Like they yeah. want you to just move on, and and like I think I was kind of touching on this before that. Um, I think that they were kind of trying to push me in the direction of, of one person over the other. And, and like, again, I'm not going to, the producers, the directors, like 
good people. So I don't think that they were, they were just doing what they had to do. And I do believe that they did have my best interest at heart, but I also feel like they also had a responsibility to like find the bachelor for the next show. And I think that they really wanted Kevin because on paper, you know, he's all of these things that you would expect in a, in a traditional bachelor. Right. So I think that they wanted that and I could sense that a little bit. And that's why I became kind of like, I'm going to rebel against you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. And then at the end, that's probably partially why they wouldn't let me go talk to Mikkel either because they were wanting him to be the next bachelor at that point. They had like right. decided, okay, we're going to go with Mikkel, but he declined to be. Oh, you fucked him up that bad. You poor thing. He was like, I'm done with this show. (laughs) What was it like after the, um, I know we have to move forward, but it's just one last thing. I just want to wrap it up for for our listeners. Okay. It's for our listeners. It's not for me. It's not for her at all. It's for our listeners. (laughs) Um, What was it like dealing with the scrutiny after, like you said, people just ate you guys apart. Like, was that fucked up? Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I was in such a weird mental state. I was supposed to do this whole press junket. I fucking hate the word junket. (laughs) I had to do that the next day after the finale aired. And I'd already been through the, like, after the final rose and seen the audience's reaction to that. By the way, oh my God, you guys, I feel like, I know we also have to wrap it up, but I have, okay, two things that I feel like I have to share. Okay, so I just have to back up to this, the final rose situation. The people in the audience that were there for the final rose had not seen the final, like, two or three episodes. So they actually had to sit and watch the remaining episodes. And they hadn't aired yet, obviously, because they're filming this, like, special or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't seen the final episode. So I was sent it in an email, had to watch it in my hotel the night before, balled my freaking face off because it was so difficult to watch. And then I had to go and do the final rose thing and also seem, you know, try to be happy on stage when I was now like thrust into all of these emotions again because I had to rewatch it all. So I was in the green room, okay? And I knew that the audience was out there watching the, the finale. And at the time, they had the monitors on in my, in my green room. So I was like, I was seeing the finale, like, okay, me walking down and getting ready to go and get engaged in, like, the final dates and all that stuff. And I was really emotional because, like I said, I had just finished watching the episode the night before. And the producers came in and they were like, hey, we need to, like, turn off these monitors. You shouldn't be watching this right now. Like, it's not good for your mental health. Mm. And they also were supportive. They're like, whatever decision you want to make, like, if you feel like you should choose Mikkel, you you know, we support you if you want to do that here. Like, basically, like... Anyway, so they were just trying to be open to whatever I wait, wait, felt wait, like doing. Wait, wait, you had already at this point you're engaged and they were like, if you decide before the world knows, if you want to choose Mikhail, you can. They were opening the door for me to break up with Kevin on air and choose Mikhail instead. Whoa. Like do a switcheroo. However, I must say that they weren't trying to be shitty about it necessarily they just I had been going through a lot like Kevin and I were not having the best relationship of all time so it just felt like I was still in the show it was weird like I didn't feel like a full decision a decision had been made but it didn't feel it didn't feel solidified Mm -hmm. or it didn't feel our relationship certainly didn't feel solid at that point so um I'm in the green room the episode's airing on the little screen in there they said okay we should just turn this off you shouldn't be seeing this because I was it was making me kind of emotional But then, somehow, and this was apparently an accident, but I'm questioning this now, I'm getting, I'm in there getting my makeup done, and then at the very last moment when Mikkel comes, walks out, and so you know he's being sent home, 
the monitors came on again, but instead of seeing the screen, I could hear the what what part in the show it was at, but it was just showing the audience, like the the cameras that were showing the audience's reaction. Yeah. And I had to see their reaction, oh. which was like devastation. Yeah. yeah. Like truly people were freaking devastated about it. And and people were crying <gasps> and I broke down and I had to go out there then yeah. like, sh- right after that. And everyone was just like in shock because they had just seen what happened. And then now I'm out there being like, <laughs> <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, hey, how you doing? Do you like my dress? <laughs> so that was crazy. Cause like part of me was like, whoa, that's such a strategic move. If it were intentional, they for did that- it. Jasmine, I fucking love your ass, but they did it a hundred percent that you're you, that just fucking came on that that show. It's everything you said it is. Listen, I know everything. She's on it. I know everything. though. Yeah, yeah. OK, I'm just telling you what I think. I think they did that on purpose. I think it was s- smart of them to do that, unfortunately and awful. But you are a part of that show. And totally. everyone who signed up to that signed up for, you know, all of that shit. And yeah. yes, they probably had your best interest at heart. Yes, I think they are your friends and they're humans too. But just like you said, they mm-hmm. have a fucking show to produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would have been the smartest, you know. And you know yeah. what? I think maybe maybe they told your poo wrangler <laughs> that that. <laughs> sorry, I can't get over it. Maybe they told your the people that were taking care of you that it, whoever told you it was a mistake. Maybe they were told it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. one little devil that does all the yeah. things and holds all the keys and knows how to make good TV. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is possible. Oh my and god. And there was also like there's also a moment in that situation where like my mom too had just watched all the episodes and she saw Kevin's mom being like pretty rude to me. And so my mom was angry and they had them sitting next to each other and they had like a full on like fight, but they also didn't air that because (gasps) it was too much for the Canadian audience. Apparently a hundred percent. I do too. (laughs) I want to see your mom and his mom going at it. Okay. That's crazy. That's totally Canadian television too, for sure. Being like, no, we don't like that. Mm. Yeah. It was like too, it was, too much obviously because they didn't want people to think that there was any turmoil right between you guys are just sort of together now and whatever but then so you guys were together for just about a year that's right and then you decided to part ways yeah yeah it was like a very rocky start because especially like there was such a gap between when the episode finished to when it actually began airing it was like six months or something so we had to spend six months under wraps never allowed to be in public together like never allowed to do anything and then there and then we had to go through like the whole show airing which brought back lots of emotions for me it was hard for him to watch so there was like there was a a very small window of time where we actually felt like pretty solid in our relationship Hmm. like so much love for each other obviously but just like it was a really rough way to start a relationship yeah of course my god i can imagine are you guys still friends Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't like we don't communicate anymore or anything. We did yeah. for a little while, but yeah, he's like totally happy. He's married with a to a baby. I think he might even be having a second baby. Well, and he went on to do more Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. spin-offs, right? You have you never yeah. done any of them? Well, let me tell you something. <gasps> Apparently, they had been interested in having me for Bachelor Winter Games, which I would have been freaking perfect for because skating, yeah. hello, mm-hmm. whatever, all the stuff. But um but I was in a relationship at the time, so I guess that's what they they would have contacted the Canadian producers, and they obviously gave them the update on that. But they didn't tell me that they were even interested. I would have freaking dumped him. He was such an ass. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. stupid guy. Anyway, so then, but then, but then, nobody knows this actually. 
Um, but there was supposed to be a new spinoff, which was Bachelor Summer Games. Mm. And right before I met my current partner, Eric, they had reached out and one of the producers from the U.S. show had called me and we talked on the phone. They asked me, who would you be interested if you were to come on? Guess who I said? Alex. Uh, yeah. And then. Really? <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then um, I was supposed to go down to L.A. for like four days. And uh, I thought I was just supposed to go there for like a little like interview and meet them. But. Benoit, who was also on my season, who also did Bachelor in Paradise, was like, no, you're if they're sending you there, like you you're going to be they're going to be like doing all of your like ITMs, like in the moment interviews and stuff like that's going to be probably like the start of the show. And so I was like, oh, shit, what? And I just met Eric. They had reached out. I had a conversation with them. And then they had booked my flights and everything to go down to L.A. And I had gone on one day with Eric because I was like, I'm not going to close the book until I know for sure that this is even happening. Right. And him and I just like hit it off so much. I could, I was like, I felt stupid for turning down the opportunity because I didn't even really know Eric yet. By the time I was supposed to go, I think we had known each other for two weeks. Um, But I was like, I can't imagine us breaking up. Like I just couldn't imagine it. And I was picturing myself going down there and then just having to lie to the the camera and be like, yeah, I'm really interested in finding somebody. When I knew, I was just so into Eric. So I had to like call them and tell them, that I met someone and that I just really didn't see it ending. And oh I don't God. think I should come down. So Jasmine, you're such a lover girl. And you're still with them, right? But, and I'm still with them. But, but guess what? Yeah. I didn't even have to have FOMO about it because uh, COVID happened. And then they had to cancel it. Yay! Oh, it all worked out. <laughs> COVID was for <laughs> a reason. You, Thank you, COVID. Thank you, COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric's a fucking mick hottie yeah um okay now i think it's time for our plt stories d i want to say about mm, six years ago i was bartending at this bar called xy it's not there anymore it was on davy street above max and this uh Gay country singer. I want. To, I'm not gonna say his name. He comes in, <laughs> sits in my bar. Well, you know, our paths have crossed a few times over the years, and I think it's like a Tuesday night at XY. It's probably 11:30 p.m. and there's literally four people in the bar. Like it's a pretty big bar, and it is just a ghost town. It's Tuesday night, and he sits in my bar and he looks at me and he goes, <sighs> you know, we have a little bit of chat, this and that, and he's like, Ryan, <laughs> and he's like being cocky and he means this. Did you did you think this is what fame would feel like? <laughs> And I looked at him and I was like, what? He goes, us, you know, we're both doing so well. Like my country career, your comedy career with Amy, fame, we did it. And I looked at him and I'm like, I am bartending at an empty gay club (laughs) on a Tuesday night in my mid late thirties. You're sitting at my bar. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is what fame feels like. You fucking PLT. Yeah. Anyway, that's basically it. He's, uh, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. Um, oh, he's actually like, yeah, I showed him to Amy the other day. He's been, I don't know. He's still doing his country. Don't ask me. No, <laughs> don't I, ask me. I still, I'm still not sure that either of us could say this is what fame feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that is the word that is so speaking of cringe mm-hmm. and he's sitting at your bar and he truly, that's like a, jo- that would, if he was joking, yeah. I'd die. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God, that's so funny. I thought he was, you know, like. Did you really think that this is what fame, and what do you expect you to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew we could get this sweet. Oh my God. If he 
here's the thing too. Imagine, okay, so if I wasn't bartending and we were at, I mean, I was sitting on the other side of the bar. Yeah. Even if, and we say we had even more success. You're both having a drink alone. Yeah, we're both having a drink alone. You know, I'm looking to hook up with someone. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and say, you know, he had won a Juno and say like we had, you know, I was won just visiting. Juno. For, yeah, and I had, was just, we'd won a Canadian comedy we, award. We won a Leo. Yeah, we won a Leo. And so imagine, you know, like we were even more elevated with our stardom. Thank you. Um, you never say that. No. You think fame is what fame would feel like? What a douche yeah. move. Any level of success, you don't say that. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, just. I mean, yeah. it's fa- fair, but also fame. Fame. Yeah. Dude. It's, and it's, you, oh. it's the same. I feel that is weird when any actually famous person, like any celebrity, refers to themselves as famous. Like, mm-hmm. that, is, that is a super fucking weird thing to do. Cringe. But it's the same. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. Or when people describe themselves as, has, like, actors or actresses will describe their fans like i know that's normal and i know that's what they're called but i feel like it's so weird when you call them they're fans. just trying to say that because they're like the country singer who's like i'm famous yeah, yeah, and yeah. my fans mm-hmm. and this is blah blah blah. shut the fuck, shut the up. fuck up even if you do have yeah. fans shut the fuck up <laughs> sound like yeah. a fucking idiot yeah anyway that, he's a plt that guy's a fucking plt <laughs> yeah sorry yeah and he should not be saying that no poor thing i was more famous than him excuse me <laughs> of course you are <laughs> our fans are listening right now yeah our pills Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know how many pilts we have. Yeah, so many. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. Also, I don't like that yeah, country man. I know. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, I think it's my turn. I was 12 years old, and have you guys ever been to Nacus Pot Springs mm. in Nacus, BC? No. I don't <gasps> should go so. take pictures there. So, um, I, my parents and I, I, I'm the youngest of three, and my brothers and I are five years apart and seven years apart. So, at some point pretty early on in my life I was going on family vacations alone it was like I had no siblings they were like we're not fucking going we're going with my little stupid sister and like you guys I want to go fucking hang out with my friends my mom was like okay fine and my dad was like fuck anyways so we were at Nakas hot springs where we used to go every year we used to take a camper or we'd rent one of their they had these like cute little a-frame cabins and they had hot springs so it was like one big cold pool and one big hot pool anyways i fucking loved it because i was like swimming around in this hot pool like for, i would be swimming in that pool for hours my mom would be like you have to get out stop <laughs> swimming underneath you're the water scared. yeah you're gonna get fucked <laughs> anyways this particular trip I was 12 years old and I had just gotten my period and I was a big swimmer and I was really excited, but I was 12 years old and we weren't talking about tampons at this point. Like, I don't even know if I could do that Mm. or at least my mom wasn't, I didn't know what a tampon was. Okay. When I got my period, I talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago where my mom was like, Mm. Jasmine, you weren't there, but I basically got some goo in my pants and I said, mom, there's goo. I think I like something happened and it's brown. And she was like, Oh God, you can have babies now. Like, oh my, you're a woman. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Anyways, so my mom's like, I'm like, well, what do I do? And she got me this like women's full like overnight pad that I would wear. So when I got my period, Brian, I don't know if you know this, but there's like panty liners, there's G liners, there's there's small, medium, large, and overnight pads. Like they range in fucking size and absorbency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the overnight pads, by the way, just so that you can get a visual, go like basically like fold up your crotch and your butt like it's yeah. like Whoa. like it would almost come out the top of your panties okay anyway 100 <laughs> percent, it does it goes up my full my like it goes up to my gunt mm-hmm. it goes like touches my gunt and touches my tailbone and then that's how you sleep <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know what i need that because when i move around i have such a heavy flow that when i move around it's either coming up it's sometimes it, it's like when a baby has a blowout you know when a baby yeah. has a blowout, it's like it shits up their back or shits up their front sometimes my period is so heavy 
that it will just go up my back like Whoa. up my or up whatever i don't know so anyways i need the overnights honey okay <laughs> i gotta tell you that so i had my period and my mom knew and i thought i'd just go mm. swimming like i didn't know any different I, I didn't really know what i had to do but she was like honey you have to wear a pad and i was like okay like sure i want to go swimming whatever i have to do so she hands me the pads i have two basically overnight pads okay I put one in the middle and like one up the front because I don't know what to do. Jasmine, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) So I put the pads up the front and up the back and like in the middle or whatever. They're hanging. There's wings. So the wings. There's there's wings. Okay. So the wings attach your pad to your underwear. Okay. So that, yeah, so they fold underneath. So it's sticky so that it doesn't move. Yeah. And when you don't, listen, honey, I'm a wing girl. I think I must move a lot because if I don't have wings, Sometimes I wake up, my pads up my chest. I don't know where the fuck it is. Yeah. It, goes, it goes somewhere. Fair enough. I didn't even know they make them without wings. Oh, yeah. They make them without wings, but it's stupid. You have to have the wings. Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. But then also the wings are terrible because it's like you can hear them when you walk. Like, ugh, it's a whole, it's a fucking whole thing. It's like, you're, yeah. So anyways, I'm getting ready. I got my goggles on. I'm ready to go swim underneath this fucking hot pool for yeah. hours. And I've got my two huge overnight pads on. I'm thinking nothing of it. The wings are on the outside of my fucking bathing suit we should have a call in where we call my mom and ask her about this (laughs) like why did you do this to me but i guess i understand there was no other way like she was like i don't know what to do so the second i fucking get into this pool the pads blow up like not they don't explode they just like expand so largely because they're for liquid like that's what they do Mm. so they're immersed in water my ass is floating me to the the fucking top of the water so i'm i'm fucking swimming and my ass with the wings and the huge pads essentially a diaper are pulling me they're pulling me to the top of the water while i'm swimming around people are People see me. I'm a kid swimming with pads and I swam and I swam and I fucking swam. And guess what? I was getting out of the pool and jumping back in. So I would get out and my huge pads were sopping wet, pulling away like this huge fucking like like at the bottom. I'd be like, dad, come on, watch this, dad. My dad's probably like, oh, fuck fuck yeah. okay yeah sure and i'm like woo, look at this cannonball <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fucking a huge sopping wet fucking oh. crotch yeah. and they that was it so heavy jasmine i kept getting in and out Whoa. because i needed to swim so badly in that hot fucking pool and then i'd be like <laughs> i remember going into the like other pool area and like my goggles were on and my dad was sitting in there and i was like Hey, Dad, I'm coming in. Like, here I come. And I was like, walk around the little pool and like walked in. And everyone's probably like, holy shit. Yeah. Look at her. What the <laughs> fuck? Anyways, that's me. <laughs> oh True PLT. Thanks. I Did you eventually figure it out? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then that's another story. I, I, once I found, once I got into tampons, my mom, I was like determined because I, once I found out about tampons, I was like, Mom, I know you have fucking tampons mm-hmm. and I don't want your help and I, I'm going to just tell me what to do and I'll go do it. So I took, I took a pack of tampons, my mom's, and I tr- I could not for the life of me get them up or figure out how to do it. So I would like try, try, try. And I was like, oh, fuck, throw that one out. I threw away like 15 tampons Whoa. trying to do it until I gave up. Yeah. But eventually I figured it out. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thanks that. so much. I can't believe Feel that you too. guys have been doing this podcast for this long and you've never like you have enough embarrass- embarrassing <laughs> moments to tell that you that that one's never come up. 
It honestly, I forgot about that one. <laughs> we have so one. many. Thank you. Yeah. We have so many, but we also ask people to write in. And if, oh. listeners, if you're listening, yeah. write us all your PLT mm-hmm. stories. PLT stories about people you know, something you saw, or yes. about you. We'll keep mm. it discreet. Yeah. Um, you can also yeah. send us a voice recording of yes. you saying the story, and we'll play that story on the air. We will. So, anyways, yeah, we're fucking losers, Jasmine. Okay, what's your app? Yeah. <laughs> In staying true to the theme of the Bachelorette and poo, um, <laughs> I'll tell you a story <laughs> that's not that good, but it was embarrassing for me. Okay. Okay. So I was always mic'd up and I, I knew how to unhook my mic. The setting is Winnipeg, Manitoba in June. We're in this beautiful park. There's cherry blossoms all around. We're filming this scene. It's just so nice, a Cinnaboyne Park. And there's a public washroom there and I have to go pee as I usually do. Mm-hmm. And normally when I do that, I just like the mic pack would be in the back or wherever the heck it would be stuffed and I would just unhook it, you know, unhook the little cord. And then that way I knew that they couldn't hear me because if I did have my mic in, it wasn't just like recording audio. It was everyone was tuned in. The yeah. director, <laughs> the producer, the camera guy, like the sound guy, everyone had everybody in the crew seemed to have earpieces in to be able to hear what was going on. And maybe that's because that's like how they I, I don't know why. So I go to the washroom and for some reason. On this particular occasion, I forgot to unplug the mic, and it was not (laughs) normal poo. Uh What do you mean? Explosive diarrhea? What does that mean? I I kind of blocked out exactly the specifics of the, the, you know, I don't know. I just, I was fucking mortified. So, anyways, it was, let's just, it was soft. And then oh. it was soft. the way she said it. It was soft, and there was probably air in there too, wasn't yeah. there, Jasmine? I don't there was know. Air. I don't. Okay. I don't remember because I, I seriously feel like I, I like the blood just like drained from my brain immediately when I realized, and I had to like. It was like I was taking a break from like shooting a, a moment. Okay. <laughs> so then I had to return to everyone standing around and it was quiet. And I was like, no one's going to say anything to me, but I know that they <laughs> all just that. heard that. They oh. all started like, 100%. They heard it and they were like, like everyone started looking around and like I know. understanding. Yeah and, then, yeah. and then some of them turned it off. Yeah. 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 And some of them kept oh, them on. Yeah, some of them turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst part is like it's not even that it's like oh fuck okay whatever we all we all go to the washroom but it was just knowing that they would have all looked at each other and like had the mutual understanding of what was happening (laughs) where was your poo wrangler jasmine stop pooing come on that's it stop it pinch it pinch it and she she had been let go at this point because we became too close of friends um so maybe if she maybe if my poo wrangler had been there that never would have happened Wow. Okay, wait, Whoa. we just got you just fucking gave us a bit more scoop. Yeah, First of all, so much. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Before I get to what actually happened, you got too close to Bella and yeah. Isabella, right? 
Yeah. And did they say that straight up or did she remove herself? They didn't say that to me because they always kept me in the dark about things. Like they didn't want to put extra stress on me about certain situations. So they just told me like she's moved on. But it was really sad because it was right when I like needed her most at the very end. But I think they felt like she was too emotionally and like too emotionally attached to me. And I was too emotionally attached to her. Like she... It, it ended up being that she cared more about me than she did about the show and her job was to care about the show. You know what I right. mean? Right, yes. And to like work with them if they needed her to and I think she was just like, we just became like best friends, you know? So. Oh my God, that's such a unique perspective yeah. of like being on that side of things and not being able to carry out what you need to carry out yeah. mm-hmm. because it became too real. Yeah. <gasps> And I was really upset by that, obviously. Yeah. She was like the thing that, she's the person that kept me sane. And then I think that's also possibly a part of it that like, I was like too emotionally okay because of her. Right. You had your, you had your bestie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. Anyway. Okay. So back to the poo. Back to the poo. Did anybody ever <laughs> say anything to you? Did production <laughs> no or anybody say anything to me? No one ever said anything to me. And that was that. Yeah. I never brought it up because I just knew that we all knew and. Didn't they didn't play it in the bloopers at the end of the episode. Imagine. Let's gonna go to the washroom. Oh. <laughs> oh Shot of the sound guy holding his boom mic, just looking around. <laughs> Holy shit! I never even thought about that being a possibility because they did include all the pee. Mm. <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere. Oh no, honey, mm. Canada would never include only girls only pee and only boys poo. Yeah, it's true. The girls yeah, don't right, poo, honey. I love that PLT story, and you're a fucking PLT. That was PLT. actually really good. You said you didn't think it was good. That was a really good PLT story. That was a great PLT story. Uh, Ooh, okay, oh, now. Okay, we're, we're wrapping it up here, but like every episode, we end with a question. Yeah. Today's question, if you could have sex with any reality TV star, who would it be and why? Any, like any franchise, Survivor, Big oh Brother, God. Vanderpump. Anything oh, you I want. don't watch enough of them to know. Oh, God, let me think, let me think, let me think. Okay, I'll go first. There's a guy. <laughs> he was on Survivor like, want to be five, six years ago? He was, very, he was like 1920 when he was on it. His name is Michael Yerger. Google him if you get a chance. He is uh, like a huge male, not huge, but he's like a male model now. He's just insanely handsome. Please hold for Googling. Yep. Yeah, he's hot. That's <laughs> not normal. Is he a nice guy? I don't know. Did he play well? He's got a big penis, too. Did he play well? He does? Yeah, if if you Google him, you see his cock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's him? Yeah. That's a pretty big penis, isn't it? pretty big penis, yeah. I don't know a lot about penises, but that seems pretty (laughs) big to me. (laughs) Is it? Whoa, there it is. I feel like that was a very thoughtful answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going off the cuff. Because I've seen a lot of reality shows, but I'm watching one now, and it's called Vanderpump Fucking Rules. Yeah. And I have a crush on Katie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a girl named Katie. I think her last name's like Maloney or something. And I think she's hot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she says okay. things that, that I don't like. <laughs> but, you know, I like the dark hair, the dark eyes, yeah, the dark yeah, eyebrows. Do. She's got these beautiful lips. Mm. Don't tell Jenny Jasmine, yeah, you fucking tattle shut your mouth. Taylor. Shut you up. Shut the I hell up, Jasmine. Okay? okay? That's all I can say. So it's Katie. So now, Katie, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Katie. What about you? I'm trying to think of... Okay, but wait, 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 wait. Okay, off the cuff, I just have to say Alex. Okay, okay. There we see? go. See, it makes sense. And he that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. That it all ties it up. It's a nice little bow on the present. That's okay. it. That's okay, it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Jasmine, <laughs> Jasmine, where can people find you on social media? TikTok or Instagram is just jasmine.lorimer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you go check out everything she does. She has mm-hmm. the most beautiful travels and pictures and videos mm-hmm. and um, Jeff, definitely check out her avocado guest house yes. on Airbnb in Whistler, Canada. It's and so gorgeous. Eric. Mm. Mm. 
Eric. Mm. Mm, I did like that kiss. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. Bye, Jasmine. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild. <laughs> <laughs> and as we always say, you, you poor, poor little, little thing. thing. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.